Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. We've been getting so many new listeners and, and subscribers recently. We really appreciate you all so much. If you haven't already subscribed, take a second and click the subscribe button and make sure you get notified of our latest Buzzcast every week. Today, we've invited Robbie Wilson, president of the NSREA, or the National Society of Real Estate Appraisers, to speak with us. He and Joan Trice, CEO of Altera Group, will be discussing appraisal organizations and coalitions and why it's important for appraisers to be active in these organizations with their peers. Joan, take it away. Thank you, Jim, and welcome, Robbie. Uh, I understand you're in the great big town of Dallas, Texas. That's right. Thank you for the invite, for the invitation. Appreciate it. Oh, you're you're welcome. So. I just had a birthday yesterday, Robbie. Oh, happy birthday. I know, I know I don't look like it, but um, I was looking at the date your um, organization was founded in 1956, and that's I correct. think that's a really good year. Oh, that must be your birthday then. Uh, maybe I should have said yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I know I only look like I'm in my 40s, but... Um, even look younger than that. <laughs> yeah, why, th why thank you. We're going to make this a very long interview. Tell us a little bit about the organization and what you stand for and what your current initiatives might be. Okay, like you indicated, NASRA was organized, and that's the word used um, by the founding fathers. It was organized in 1956 in the state of California, but it was incorporated in the state of Michigan. So just from reading the history, then at that time I wasn't, I was not here yet. You know, a couple of years I came. <laughs> so it was organized in Michigan. Uh, the mission of Nazareth is to provide exceptional services you know, for its members in the, in the core area of education, designation, training, mentoring, communication, and uh, recertification, which is some of the things that we've been doing quite a bit of lately and obviously business development. That's the mission. And our history came from, you know, I don't, I don't need to go into deep into that, but in the history of this country, where black appraisers were not allowed into the mainstream organization, that's how we, that's, that was the, that's what prompted, that was the impetus. Really? Yeah. They weren't allowed to join the other trade associations? That's what I was told, oh, yeah. Oh, right. wow, right. That's, uh, that's shameful, that's news. I. I frankly never thought about it before, right. Robbie. So. Yeah, that's what that's what triggered it. Wow. Okay. So, how many members do you currently have? Our members is you know in the thousands. When I we're small because you know appraisers as a community are small. I mean, yeah. Even let's just take Texas where I'm at. You know, there are only fifty two hundred appraisers. No, we're in the thousands, in the lower thousands. Okay, right. so do you have any concept of how many, how large the black appraiser population is, what the total pie looks like? No, I don't. But I read something long time ago because I'm in education myself. You know, as you know, I'm, uh, or if you don't, I'm saying it. I'm a, I've taught nationally. I'm a USAP instructor. So those in Memphis who may be viewing this from Memphis may be, know me and Nashville. But anyway, the point is, I've read a lot of uh, articles, not a lot, but maybe two or three articles. So the population of Blacks in appraisal range from somewhere between 5 to 8%. You 
you know, which is doesn't represent the population itself. It's about 13 right. percent. Yeah. So right. if we take the credential number, about 90,000 credential members, so I'm estimating less than 1,800, you know, uh, black appraisers in the country. Yeah, right. that's not, not such a great represent, representation. Right. Well, as you know, there's a big push right now on how to attract minorities and women into the profession. And frankly, we just need people, period. We're a shrinking population. So how do you, what do you think are the biggest barriers for minorities in entering the profession? Uh, the biggest barrier from what I've, my, the feedback that I'm receiving from members is sponsorship, you know. So Pyrea, with the new Pyrea kicking in uh, January 1, that's going to make a big difference. This is going to help a lot, you know. But that's the biggest barrier, not just for uh, minority appraisers, but for all appraisers, you know, finding a sponsor or for, finding sponsorship to, to mentor them, train them, you know, that's, that's the biggest, that's the challenge. It's the same challenge for all groups and it right. more impacted in the minority community, I think. Right, right. Well, I agree with you. And um, I think the biggest barrier to entry is the, the mentorship process. You know, other professions like the CPA, you go take the education, you pass the exam, and you're a CPA. It's true. And you go... You go forth and you work. You can either work on your own or you can associate with a firm and, and get appropriate training. And then it's sort of buyer beware. If you're going to hire that person, you're going to do the due diligence. And maybe if it's something complex, you don't engage them without them uh, working with a mentor. But then then appraisal firms or banks or whomever uh, who want to um, employ these people, they have a license and they're not in that sort of stigma of being labeled a trainee uh, for a very long period of time. I think that trainee status is not helpful to the to the profession at all. Yeah, I agree with that. Just to piggyback on that, even in, a, in appraisal, I think only real property appraisers are restricted or required to go through the sponsorship program. I mean, business appraisers or personal property appraisers, as we know, you know, there are several disciplines within the appraisal profession. Right. Even those in business valuation and real property valuation don't go through what we go through. I mean, we meaning those of us in real property. Right. You know, so those in personal property valuation, a business appraiser do exactly what you just described for accountants. They right. get their education and they work with somebody and they get experience as they go along. Yeah. You know, so I don't know I, what the solution I, is, I, but. It, it's, a, it's a real challenge. Well, let's break uh, and turn it over to Jim for a commercial message and then we'll come back and continue our conversation. Okay, that's cool. All right. Thanks, Joan. As the provider of innovative appraisal solutions for more than 40 years, ACI is a trusted industry leader. Join the thousands of appraisers in many of the largest appraisal companies that use ACI software in the US and Canada to optimize their business. 
The ACI one individual plan is available today for $649 and includes forms and rules, sketch software, unlimited location and flood maps, public record data, ACI open house, and more. For more information, visit ACIweb.com. Thank you, Jim. So, Robbie, I'm sure you've been following some of the news articles about consumers complaining that they have been the victim of uh, racial bias from those uh, in the appraisal community. So, Robbie, I'm sure you've been watching all the news articles. Uh, The one that comes to mind is the Abena Horton case in Jacksonville, Florida, where the accusation is that there was racial bias and she had two appraisals, one came in uh, much lower than what she expected, and one came in higher. What are your thoughts on on that? My thoughts is pretty much similar to some of the thoughts our members have. Basically, the way we look at it is uh, we are trained appraisers. Um, Appraisers, just the the profession, at least this this is what we're educated to do, or this is how we're trained. So... Bottom line is the, the state needs to enforce the law because appraisers by training cannot be biased. So what we tell our members or when, when we get complained or when I get complained, I, I tell them that if I tell the public, put it this way, I tell the public if they feel if they feel that there's any bias or they feel like the appraiser is not credible, they should file a complaint with the state board and let the state board look into it, you know, and if there's any merit to it then this, the state board will pick it up from there and move forward. Because I know that will be the case in Texas. If a complaint is filed and there's merit to it, then the state will look into it. So that's that's number one. That's what we tell our, that's what that's what we tell because of the training that we that we're supposed to I know training is ideal, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean everybody practices what they're trained to do, but appraisal profession cannot tolerate any form of discrimination. Because our ethics says that. So what me personally, I have not experienced going to people's house when I'm acting as an appraiser. You know, me personally, I'm not, maybe it's happened, but I just haven't felt that directly. Right. But I have members that have, but I've, I've experienced not doing appraisal discrimination, but I've experienced, you know, maybe through other, uh, just in practicing, not necessarily going to people's house, but, you know, dealing with the state, uh, et cetera. There, there is discrimination. There's no doubt about that, as far as I'm concerned. There's been a lot of documentation about that. You cited the example with the Florida one. There's also another article with New York Times that also describes a similar situation. You know, so, but all we can do or what we tell people to do is to file a complaint because most people are not aware that there's even a regulatory agency that deals with real property appraisers in their state. So we want to expose the public, you know, to if they feel any bias or they feel the president's not credible, if I complain with the state and let them look into it because enforcement needs to take place. No, no, absolutely. I think the unfortunate thing is the regulatory structure that we have, though, like in the case of what happened in Jacksonville, fortunately, you know, she took it upon herself to engage another lender and sort of start the the process over. So she was a sophisticated borrower who kind of knew what to do 
not everybody, let's say you're a first time home buyer, you might actually lose a deal and, and not get the house because the appraisal fell through. And, and so reporting it to a state regulator, it's a little too late. You know, I, I lost my house. I wasn't able to buy it because the appraisal came in low. And that, that would be, you know, unfortunate because there's just not that immediate feedback from the state process, which is going to take months. I agree with that. One of the things that uh, NASRA, as you know, NASRA is an affiliate of NARAB, National Association of Real Estate Broker. One of the things that we're discussing with NARAB, this the parent organization at this point, we have several affiliates within the NARAB family. So okay. we're trying to incorporate at the, you know, you know, there's a lot of, uh, sometimes people hold like the home buyer seminar, you know, for those who are looking to buy homes. So we're trying to incorporate at that level where people are just doing home buyer seminar, first time home buyers to ed- educate them as to some of the things I alluded to earlier, which is when they buy a home, one of the things the education that we naturally want to provide is when, when they are buying a home as a first time buyer, we want to educate them to say, if you run into this process where you feel like the appraisal is not properly done, you know, then they should file a complaint or they, they should seek us out and we can guide them. Right. You know. Now that, that makes perfectly good sense. Well, let's break again for a minute, uh, Jim. Thanks, Joan. Appraisers, if you've gone frustrated with endlessly pursuing new appraisal work and not reaping any of the benefits, Metro West is here to help. They understand and work to alleviate the pain points commonly felt by appraisers to enable personal and financial growth for their staff. After all, they've been owned and operated by appraisers since the company opened in 1987. Metro West Appraisal is an equal opportunity employer, and they're always looking for certified residential real estate appraisers to join their team. Visit MetroWestAppr.com slash careers or email careers at MetroWestAppr.com. Joan, back to you. All right. Thank you, Jim. So, Robbie, I know personally a number of minority appraisers who are not members and aren't aware of your association. So, Hopefully, this podcast will change that and you're going to be a rock star. (laughs) So for the minority appraisers out there who want to join the National Society of Real Estate Appraisers, how would they go about doing that? Well, thank you for bringing that up. They can go to uh, NASRA, that's N National S Society, and then Real Estate Association, appraisers, sorry. Nasra, N-S-R-E-A dot org. That's our website. Mm-hmm. And then we have different levels of membership. Our rates are very competitive or inexpensive, I would say. It's just $250 a year to join. And then- Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's joining. Yeah. So, yeah, they can go to, and they can read more about our history there. They can learn more about the uh, how Nasra was founded, what we discussed earlier. So, yes, they can go to our website, Nasra, N-S-R-E-A dot org. Okay. And uh, can they email you personally and chat with you if they have questions about yes, joining? they can do that, too. My email is rwilson at advancedappraisalgroup.com. So advanced, there's no D at the end. It's A-D-V-A-N-C-E appraisal 
advancedappraisalgroup.com. Okay. Ira Wilson at advancedappraisalgroup.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time today. And uh, we hope to see you maybe at Valuation Expo this fall when we uh, are able to regroup and come out of our COVID quarantine. And um, so we'll, uh, I'd love to meet you in person. Yeah, I'll be there. Have you you set a date yet? No, we have some tentative dates in late September. It'll be in Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's just uh, once once I know the date, I, I plan on being there. Being there. All right, <laughs> we'll we'll start announcing that re- within a couple of weeks here. Well, thank you again. Thank you, man. I appreciate the invitation. Day. Thank Bye you, Paul. Jim. Thank you all. Bye bye. Bye bye. In uncertain times, you need a certain partner. You don't have to sacrifice top-notch coverage for an affordable premium. Intercorp has all the options and is sure to have just the right one to fit your specific needs. They provide the appraisal profession with competitive best-in-class ENO coverage solutions nationwide. Having served the insurance needs of the industry for more than 25 years, Intercorp understands the risks you face every day. Whether an individual appraiser, appraisal firm, residential, commercial, or an AMC, visit intercorpinc.net to get a competitive quote today. Thank you, Joan and Robbie. We really appreciate your time, and it was so interesting to learn about NSREA. Everyone, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to do that. That's how you get notified. We appreciate your time and have a great day.